Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, making friends with our holographic minds. We've been exploring holographic properties for several podcasts now. We've discovered the delight that comes from seeing patterns in nature, that problems get solved when we listen without being attached to a point of view, and we've looked at the heartwarming experiences we have when we open our hearts. So why don't we engage it more often? Well, I think it's because we think we don't have time. Our lives are really full and speedy. We have goals and responsibilities. We have work demands. We're trying to build our skills. We're busy learning and seeking answers. We're maintaining order and handling daily life and financial challenges and creating the outcomes we want if we possibly can. So we rarely indulge in this seemingly non-productive thinking. But in doing that, we're giving something up. We're giving up a gift of creative thinking and new discoveries, a sense of community and feeling connected to life. We're giving up tapping into the wisdom that arises beyond those goals and knowledge. And we're giving up the capacity for awe and reverence in our lives. There's a pattern below these issues that can explain much of what our resistance comes from. It turns out that our brains have two styles of intelligence, and they get called fluid and fixed. The fixed intelligence excels in knowledge, collecting answers, and supporting our expert mind. And the fluid intelligence excels in wisdom, in dissolving formed ideas, which may not sound like a good idea, and in being open to change and new ideas. Both of these patterns are part of IQ tests, and we need both to be great learners. We actually may have used them a lot in school to succeed with complex subjects. But it's deeper than that, because both can help shape how we live our lives, and that's when it gets challenging to let holographic thinking play its part. We can get very attached to our fixed intelligence qualities and begin to use it for every aspect of our lives if we're not careful. The longer we do this, the harder it is to invite our fluid intelligence, which uses holographic thinking, back into our lives. Not only that, research shows that the aging mind tends to become more fixed over time if we don't work to stay open and curious. So how do we cultivate this openness? Let's look at how we use our fixed intelligence first. It holds the key to this openness. It draws on a fast brain speed called beta. And it regulates which emotions we feel, because we have fast and slow emotions. So it engages the fast ones, which are anger and fear and hate and, thank goodness, joy. But it blocks those slow emotions, love and grief and reverence. Many times we try to avoid the feeling of grief and need to hold it back if we need to function when we're very sad. But it makes it harder to feel love deeply, and we can't experience the rich moments of awe and reverence either. So we're paying a price by avoiding grief. It helps us stay focused. It creates order and keeps us way too busy to feel much anyway. It burns off a lot of anger with being busy, 
and we complete more tasks, so we feel like we're getting a whole lot done. It holds on to righteous anger and to trauma, unfortunately, and leads us to rehearsing angry and traumatic moments over and over. We do it unconsciously to protect ourselves from having it happen again, as if it's a way to help our brains know how to recognize that next time. But in the process, it's deepening the anger and fear patterns. It holds on to being right. It keeps a tight grip on our point of view, on our perspective-based thinking. And sometimes it even seeps into our routines and food preferences. So we end up insisting on doing things a certain way. And we love going on and on about foods we don't like. Of course, we may not even try new foods if we're stuck in the fixed intelligence mode. How can we invite the fluid, holographic style of thinking back into our lives? You're going to be noticing that it'll be slowing us down because the fluid thinking relies on a slow brain speed called theta. So here are several steps we have to go through. Step one is very hard. We have to let go of anger and hate, which may even require forgiving certain situations. And the reason for that is because it holds us into a perspective. We can't see big pictures when we're tethered to something we hate. The second step is also hard. We have to be willing to feel sadness. That's the price for feeling the other slow emotions of love and awe or reverence. The third step, we need to go for the big picture more often. A friend of mine was busy photographing some buffalo nearby, and a bicyclist came by. He stopped and asked, what are you doing? And the man said, well, I'm just photographing those buffalo. He said, what buffalo? And he looked over and saw for the first time a herd of buffalo. He'd been bicycling past there daily for a very long time. And it dawned on him that, whoa, I have to start looking around when I bike. Sometimes practicing holding a bigger picture can even be done when it hurts. There was a reporter who was interviewing a retired Philippine farmer. They were looking back at photos 30 years earlier, and there was one that had a flophouse door with a sign that said, No Filipinos Allowed. And she asked how that made him feel. He said, It really hurt if you were not involved in wide thinking. So that wide thinking is really holographic. And the next step would be to consider points of view of others as somehow also true. This fluid frame of mind lets this insight come to you, as it did for one young man who was feeling very isolated until this poem came to him. We'll close this podcast with what Michael McKittrick wrote. He wrote, Take a look outside your own existence. Walk a yard within my shoes. What have I got to live for? What have you got to lose? My perspective is reality, and yours is too. It's when we come together that we find what is true. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind, Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. It's available at EmbraceYourBrain.com. Thank you.